What's going on, golfers? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner out of the Pacific Northwest, more specifically Spokane Valley, Washington. This podcast and my mission with this podcast is to help give golfers more tools, empower them to make better decisions and make more useful use of their time. Golf is a wonderful sport and one of the pros and cons of golf is that it is very time consuming, meaning it requires a lot of time to practice, play, and it's honestly most people that are golfers, if they are purists, they don't have a lot of other hobbies because there ain't much time for anything else. So today I want to talk to you about time management and I got a fun one lined up today. We're going to talk about time management, how to make the most out of your time, how to basically like get a four or five X return on your time. And this is a topic that I am super passionate about. So it's easy for me to talk about. It's easy for me to ramble on. Also, we're going to introduce a brand new segment to this podcast that I'm going to keep running for a while. We'll see how it goes. Let me know what you think of it. Shoot me an email, reach out to me on my social leave this thing a review you all like this is such an important mission to me I just hope that we can grow it together and and help this podcast reach more people because I feel very strongly that golfers should enjoy their time on the golf course and spend less time frustrated and more time making better decisions let's hop into today's podcast it is time management it is how to structure your practice more efficiently so you don't waste your time. You don't burn up that most valuable. Time is the most valuable commodity any of us have. Irregardless of economic status, irregardless of where you're at in your life, time is the most valuable commodity. We'll never get it back and we just want to make the most of it. So let's talk about how the typical player goes to the range and and sets up a practice session. They show up at the golf shop, they get some a bucket of balls. They head out to the range, they dump over that bucket of balls and then they'll start maybe warming up with a wedge and then going to a seven iron, maybe hitting another club and then eventually finishing with a driver. General progression is going from short to long and that progression, there's nothing wrong with. Actually, it's 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 wise to start short and work up to your longer clubs, building speed as you go. But that golfer is typically just going to rake a ball, hit a ball, rake a ball, hit a ball, and maybe they'll make a practice swing in between. Generally speaking, that's what they got going on. They're going to rake a ball, hit a ball, rake a ball, hit a ball, maybe make a practice, maybe talk with their friends, maybe talk about the sports game going on. Then they're going to rake a ball, hit a ball, rake a ball, hit a ball, maybe take a sip of coffee, rake a ball, hit a ball. Maybe take a sip of beer, rake a ball, hit a ball. Anyway, you get the general pattern here. Most people, when they dump over that bucket of balls, they go into this kind of autonomous raking a ball, hitting a ball flow where they're just hitting golf balls. And that kind of practice is okay if you're only trying to warm up your body and you're not trying to make substantial changes or gains. Now, if you are interested in making substantial changes or gains, let me suggest a different style of practice or a modification to that practice style. When you sit down to practice, I think you can get so much more out of your time if you can just segment some time to be 100% focused on doing something proactive for your game, whatever that thing is. If you're trying to make the golf ball curve to the left, if you're trying to hit it higher, hit it lower, if you're trying to feel a new backswing move, if you're trying to feel a new follow through move, whatever that thing is you're trying to accomplish, only have one thing on your plate. This thing needs to be the thing condensed that is the most important thing for us to be working on at the time being. And this is where the 80-20 principle is really important and I think very valuable and also applicable to golf swing, golf instruction, golf learning. If we can decide what is the most important thing for us to work on, we can get the majority of our return on time by just focusing on a simple one thing. So let's say, for example, we're taking our our very typical slicer 
And that day their focus is going to be on learning to make the ball curve left. And let's say, for example, to help them make the ball curve left, they're working on rotating the club face downward in the backswing, not upward. Because when you rotate it downward, you're closing the club face. When you rotate it upward, you're opening it. When they're working on that. So here's how I would go about that practice routine. I would have them make one to two very focused practice swings, very focused motion on just that one thing. What is that one thing? And then when they step up to the ball, do their best to execute on that one thing and then sit back, analyze, reflect what happened with that golf ball. Did it curve to the right? Well, if that golf ball curved to the right, that's the golf ball's way of giving us feedback. It's saying, hey, that club face was still too open. So what we need to do is step back away from that golf ball, exaggerate and implement harder. And this is a big key that a lot of people don't do with their practices. They feel as though they're executing on what they're trying to do. But without some type of feedback and without knowing, a lot of people don't exaggerate enough. Welcome to a brand new segment to have a little fun and debunk some golf mystery. This This is is Random Random Shit Shit Golfers Golfers Believe. Believe. First up on the docket is the advice given more often than ever, keep your head down. It's terrible advice. Most players that try to keep their head down are going to stop rotating their body. Instinctively, people will learn to get underneath the golf ball if given some tools, like keeping your arms straight, keeping your chest down, educating them on where the center of the club face is. Anyway, this segment is just brought to you to have a little bit of fun and help you sift through some of the random advice handed out on the golf course. Now back to our regular programming. Exaggeration is a real key into making changes that are sustainable and different and different. Really, if left alone, most golfers will just continue down the pathway that led them to where they were. And they're not going to exaggerate and make those focused, controlled swings to really learn something new. Think about Tiger Woods a couple years ago when he was really making his swing changes or one of his more recent swing changes. You would see these crazy practice swings where it looked like he was pulling that club down across the golf ball, probably 20, 30 degrees to the left of the target. And all Tiger Woods was doing was exaggerating what he was trying to accomplish. What he was trying to accomplish was get his swing path to be more around himself or more across the golf ball at the bottom of his golf swing. But for him to change maybe one, two, three, four degrees of swing path, he had to exaggerate 20, 30, 40 degrees of swing path feels to help him execute on that level. Now, Tiger Woods is one of the best players in the world, probably has one of the also the highest levels of body awareness and how he's practicing. Think about that. So if it takes him to exaggerate that much to make a very small swing change over the course of months and months and months, think about how much you need to focus and exaggerate and really work through trying to make those swing changes and trying to swing differently. So to condense it down, my basic prescription is this. Figure out what is the most important thing for you to work on. And if you can't figure that out, do your best to condense it down. Use facts, use feedback. So if you can work with a launch monitor or work with video or work with a golf coach, if you don't have any of those things and you just have the golf ball and yourself in the range and you have somebody that can help you film your swing with your cell phone, that works for me. Just know that if you're going to film yourself with your cell phone or any kind of camera, You want the camera about hand height, so about the height of your hands, say roughly two to three feet off the ground, and then you want your hands in the center of the frame. That will give you the most accurate video reading. But my basic prescription is this. Figure out what is the thing that you need to work on. Exaggerate that thing. Focus on one thing at a time. 
until that one thing becomes implemented into your swing, until you start to see through physical changes and feedback that you're changing. For example, if that's a player that curves the golf ball to the right and they're working on curving the golf ball to the left, I want them being able to curve the golf ball to, to the left basically on command. So if I ask them to curve it to the left or try to curve it to the left, they can make that happen seven or eight or nine or 10 times out of 10, depending on where they're at in their learning curve. Now this curving it to the right and curving to the left, that's just one specific example of a thing that a player could be working on. For you, you got to figure out what that thing is. And here's kind of my framework for figuring out what the thing is. If you don't have a good basic motion, meaning you don't turn well, you don't keep your head relatively still, you don't have a weight shift, and you aren't able to keep your arms relatively straight through the golf swing, that's the thing you should be working on. You should be working on your basic motion first. After basic motion, the next thing you should be working on is getting the ball airborne consistently. So that means hitting it near the middle of the club face. So go down to your local pharmacy, buy some Dr. Scholl's, spray it on the club face and learn to hit the golf ball near the middle of the club face. If you can hit it near the middle of the club face and get underneath the golf ball with some speed, you will get it airborne. After you're getting it airborne consistently, then I would worry about your side to side dispersion more. And I would worry about being able to control that side to side dispersion more. Our hands are a major variable, meaning how we grip the club and then how we take it away and then how we swing it to the top and then how we swing it down and how we swing it through. All of those things can, can either help you curve the golf ball more right or more left, depending on what you need. The club face is a very intricate conversation. In fact, it's one we'll, we'll do a deeper dive on in the near future here. I've definitely done some podcasts on the club face in the past, but the club face is so, so important. And it's honestly a game you never get to stop playing. Because if you want to play the game at the highest level or to reach your potential, you need to develop feel for your club face. You need to understand it. You need to be able to hit the golf ball right. You need to be able to hit the golf ball left. And you need to get that like level 10 wizardry of how to hit the golf ball where you intend to hit it. Because golf is not a game of hitting the golf ball the same way over and over again. Meaning every shot is not the same. Golf is a game that's very dynamic. Things change, things move, and day-to-day -day things can change. So one day you can wake up and hit it right. One day you can wake up and hit it left. And you need the tools in your tool belt to understand how to bring that ball back towards the center. Anyway, y'all, here's what to take away from this podcast. Have a plan, work that plan, work on one thing at a time, and be deliberate with that one thing you're working on. Exaggerate it. That is how you 5X your time, how you make the most out of your time. I see a lot of players that bang a lot of balls that don't make any progress. And then I see players that focus and they make swing changes. They make progress and they keep the needle moving the right direction because they're focused on the thing that's important to them. If you don't know how to figure out what's important to you, well, that's a conversation that we need to sit down and figure out. Try to figure it out and get your effort in the right place. I appreciate you all for hanging out for another podcast. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.